Are you ready? Thanks for listening to Buff in the Rough. Last time we were together, I introduced you to Jeff Stacy and learned a little bit about the history of the Stacy's Mountain Outlaw Kennels. We talked about some of his earlier influencers, how he got into rabbit hunting, some of those first towns that he had. And then towards the end of our, end of our conversation, he mentioned then the big story happened. And I was like, well, what's the big story? Well, today, that's exactly what we're going to find out. What was the big story? So let's pick up where we left off last time. Then the big story came right after that. What's the big story? Well, Dad buys another, uh, well, he gets another hound from the back to the preacher that I got the pups from. <laughs> the preacher's brother has a hound, a young hound named Shorty, that him and Dad go hunting. And that beautiful tricolor, I mean, beautiful tricolor dog. And he tells Dad, you know, I'm up in age. I'm not doing too well. Take him and hunt him and let me know if, if this young dog's going to make anything. Because I know you and your son is putting a lot of hunting dogs and putting a lot of time in them. I just need to know if he's going to be worth anything. Dad says, okay. So Dad brings him to North Carolina the next week. And I start hunting this hound. And I call Dad about middle of the week. And I'm like, God. I said, this dog can fly and he can stay dead on the track and he will not open until he's right on the rabbit. If anything, he, he's a little too tight. Mm -hmm. And dad said, okay, let's meet at a trial this weekend. So we go back to Westville, Virginia. They had a trial. We meet. And I'm like, dad, I got to register this dog. I mean, it ain't ours. I mean, what does the man want it called? He said, I ain't worried about the money. We can throw the papers away, whatever. Just register him under our kennel. Stacy's Mountain Outlaw Shorty. <laughs> I said, okay. So I register him. I go out, win first place. Wow. So I hunt the dog about another two weeks. And Dad comes back to North Carolina. And he says, what do you think? I said, I love him more every day. I said, he he listens. He minds. He's, he's so proud. He held himself proud. Mm -hmm. And this is in 96, 97, right after we started our club. And I said, Dad, uh, he said, you're getting attached to this hound. And I said, yep. He said, well, Al, when I go home Sunday, he said, I'm taking him with me. And I'm like, man, what, what are you doing that for? He said, well, he's not ours. He said, I'm going to take him back to his owner. And I'm going to ask him to sell him and price him to me, and I'm going to tell him that we think he's an exceptional hound mm -hmm. and that we really want to keep him. We really want him. What's the price? I said, well, that's fair enough. And he said, if he says, I don't want to sell it, he says, I'm going to call you and tell you to tear them papers up and throw them in the trash <laughs> because, you know, it was an experience. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. He said, but if he sells him, you've already got him registered. <laughs> And I said, but Dad, this dog's AKC is what you told me from the beginning. He said, yeah, he is. And I, I said, I'll get his AKC papers if he sells him. So anyway, Dad leaves North Carolina on Sunday, gets home, calls me like he always did, you know, when he got home on Sunday evening. 
And he said, I need to talk to you. I'm like, my heart's done drop because I'm okay. The man ain't going to let us have the dog and blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know. And I said, well, did you take Shorty back? And he said, yeah. He said, I, that was my first trip. I took him before he, me and your mom even come home, which was only two or three miles from, from where I was raised. He said, and I knocked on the door. He said, his oldest son, which I, I know him all, we grew up together. Mm-hmm. He come to the door and he said, I asked him, was his daddy here? And he said, I brought his dog to him. And he said, he looked at me and he said, Coy, uh, dad passed away last night. Oh, no. He said, but I got to tell you, and he told me and my mom and the family, this was on a Saturday before he passed away Saturday night, that if he didn't live, that he wanted you to have this dog. My goodness. So dad gets, you know, dad's not a real emotional person. He's pretty tough. He got a little choked up, and he turned and thanked him, of course, and all this, and uh, went and got in the truck, and him and my mom went home. Well, me being a youngster, the first thing I've said is, well, did you get the AKC papers? (laughs) (laughs) And and Dad's like, son, it's not important. Right. What's important is my friend left me this dog. That's right. And I'm not going to ask the family, right, today after he passed, can you find these papers for me? Mm-hmm. He said, I'm not probably never going to ask for these papers. He said, because we're going to build our kennel. You know, we've got Brandy and Mickey already got us rolling. We're going to breed this dog into what we've already done. And we're going to build our own. So- and the rest, the rest is history. Shorty finished top 10 in the world four times, won 14 state championships, I didn't even know what the Buckeye series, which now is all-star series and all this, and that was back mm-hmm. then. And I was finishing in the top three and four every year. And I didn't even know what it was. Wow. And I wasn't running every hunt. I was just running some big hunts in the South. Then we started going to the nationals in the world. World first world hunt was in 1999. And I hunted shorty. Mm-hmm. One cast but didn't advance. Rules has changed since then. 2001, 2000, dad got really sick, had a heart attack, got his neck broke in the coal mines, Mm. was in pretty rough shape. So I didn't go to many hunts. I would go to the hospital or wherever to see that. And he kept saying, why are you here? You need to be at a hunt. You've got to get shorty qualified for the world, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Dad, the, the hunt, kind of like the papers to him, the hunts wasn't important to me. Right. It was him. So 2000, I didn't get shorty qualified. I didn't go to a qualifier. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going as a hired handler later at the world that year and hunting somebody else's dog. But anyhow, so 2001 rolls around. Dad's a lot better. And, uh, of course, we qualified Shorty right off the get-go, and that's the year we finished second in Michigan, Kalamazoo, Michigan. We finished second in the world, wow. uh, and we lost on a check. Oh. And we held first strike for 36 minutes. Dogs went in checked, and uh, Lee Alexander, he's passed away also, but a mm-hmm. good friend of ours, started that weekend. 
hunting a dog named Sundown King, mm -hmm. which went back to a lot of the old Brinko blood. And they made this little lose. We had a TV crew, Outdoor Life Network was filming. The dogs was hammering. King held second strike. Shorty held first. And Roy Swafford, great friend of mine, held third strike. It was a three-dog final. Mm -hmm. And they're pounding this rabbit where the TV crew goes running down a moat path to try to get a video of the rabbit. Like they had several of me to, to cast before, but anyway, the rabbit turns and goes back. Mm -hmm. So the dogs overrun it a little, make a lose. King barks, and by the time he's done letting out his big squall, Shorty barks behind him. Mm -hmm. Obviously, which going to be no arguing as far as I was concerned because I heard it. King got the recovery. Mm -hmm. You know, he was the first dog to open, even though it was five seconds. You know what I'm saying? I got you. And that's the way I was taught to – I wouldn't judge him, but that's the way I was taught to believe, and was no question on my part. <laughs> well, they run the rabbit 36 minutes after that. Wow. Four 900 judges. And at the end of the hunt, they walk out of the uh, – Tickets and all of them look and say, we never seen the rabbit. So that means the strike points got circled because we ran to the end of the hunt. Mm -hmm. And that means, as I explained earlier in the beginning, that I lost because all three of us went in check at 20 minus and King got a 20 recovery, which left him at zero. Oh, that, that just sounds like and, a tough break. It was very tough, and I'm I'm so upset. I mean, I am a, probably one of the most I've ever been upset. I'm kicking gravels. I'm cussing, whatever. There was probably 60, 50, 60 spectators. And they was all up in Todd Morgan, which was running UKC Honey Beagle program at the time. His we were running at his dad's house, and they, he had all spectators in the yard. You know, they wasn't allowed to go with us. It was the TV crew, the handlers, the judges, and Mr. Todd Morgan. Anyway, everybody's congratulating Dad. Everybody knew Shorty had first strike because if they didn't know Dad, they told him. <laughs> Jeff's got first strike, you know. <laughs> and uh, so Todd Morgan reports back to the Master of Hounds, which was another friend of ours out of – Saltwell, Virginia, uh, named Alan Moore. He, and they have the master hounds out there on the finals. He's keeping a scorecard, too. He And he said, I don't know what's wrong with Jeff, but he is very upset. And, you know, everybody else is walking up the driveway, and I'm the last one to come up the driveway because I knew I lost. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the TV crew comes up to me, and I'm like, hey, I can't, I can't talk right now. Just go away. So I walk up, and Dad's like, what happened? And I said, I lost on a check. Shorty lost on a check. And he said, you got to do this interview with the TV people. And I said, Dad, I can't. I'm so emotional, choked up. I just lost the world. <laughs> right. And uh, he's like, you got to man up and do it. So that's where the sunglasses come in. And because I felt like tears was going to start flowing. <laughs> and you got to be a man. You can't show tears and be a, a man. So, uh, you know, hunt. So I put my sunglasses on and went and did the interview. And the only thing I could get out was, and I still, I got a v VHS video uh, 
tape of it. And the only thing I said was I'm very proud of Shorty, you know, to win all the way through the world and get here. We'll be back. And that, uh, that was, I didn't even congratulate the winner. I did personally, but not in the interview, <laughs> you know, but uh, that was the toughest loss I've ever had in my life. And I finished second since then, but uh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> and, but anyway, Shorty goes on to end up finishing, like I said, top 10 three times in the world and winning multiple hunts. And he wasn't only a hunting dog, he was a show dog. The 14 state championships, seven of them was in the show, seven of them was in the field. Wow. Talk about and, balance. Yes, and, and that's why he that's why he became the mark of the of our kennels, Stacey Mountain Outlaw Kennels. And in my dad's eyes, and we've had a lot of success and we've been blessed. But no one ever lived up to Shorty in Dad's eyes. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm a little different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shorty was great. Shorty did great. Produced us a lot of winners. We bred him to, we bred him to females out of the old Brandy female and the Mickey male. Mm-hmm. That was our first two champions. Shorty was our first grand, and uh, and you know, and then we bred him into them, and we, we had several grands, mm-hmm. but we. He never produced himself, in our, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And even in Dad's opinion, he'd say, well, they're good, but they're not as good as Shorty. That was the hound that set the mark. And to the day Dad passed away was one year ago next week. Nobody ever lived up to Shorty. And no matter how many championships I won with whatever dog or he won, they didn't do it like Shorty. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, a lot of that was so true, but a lot of it is that was his first real love, you know, both of us. And he was so balanced, as you said. Mm-hmm. And he was a dog that dad never left the house without him in the truck. I mean, where he's gone hunting, field trialing, whatever, Shorty was with him. If he wouldn't, he was with me. And, uh, and, you know, we, we campaigned him till he was 10. I wanted to retire him at about seven years old. And dad was like, nope. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to run him no more. You run him, which dad ran him a lot anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ran him in his last field trial when he was 10 years old in uh, Holmesville, Ohio, in a world hunt. He won his cast. And then he, he didn't have enough points to, congr- to advance. And so when he come into the truck, uh, we met at the truck. I was on a different dog, and he said, now you can retire. Wow. So from that day on, Shorty was just a rabbit hunter, and we bred. And actually, I still got uh, Shorty blood grandsons and uh, granddaughters out of him in the kennels now, today. Uh, now, that you know, is a fantastic story. I know it's a little long, but I love it, it. that's how it became, you know, and uh, and the room I'm sitting in right now, there's Shorty second in the world, there's Shorty fifth in the world, there's Shorty seventh in the world, and plaques hanging all over the room. <laughs> yeah. And But again, uh, he he was the benchmark, and, uh, and he'd become from a preacher's brother that was a dear friend to my dad, you wow. know, and and uh, 
that's where it all began. And uh, so we had a lot, you know, you talked about we had a little success in, mm-hmm. in the mid-90s or when we started, and we did. But we had, as young, really still young hunters, 99, 2000, 2001, here we are, big time in the world, you know. And I'll never forget Todd Morgan, a great friend of mine, and was a great boss. I actually, they UKC, United Kennel Club, hired me in 1996 as a state rep, they called them back then. Okay. And today they're called a field rep. And But I became a state rep and uh, working for Todd Morgan and uh, in 96 and United Kennel Club, and I'm still with them today. Uh, but anyhow, uh, he says in the video I have, when I cut Shorty loose on the third round, I think, uh, not the finals, but the third round. Uh, he calls, you know, Stacy's Mountain Outlaw Shorty and uh, Handler Coy Stacy, a boat manufacturer out of North Carolina, which made me proud that he called me my dad. But <laughs> <laughs> we were so unknown, and I worked for him, and he still didn't know my name. <laughs> that's, that's funny. And and I mentioned Roy Swafford earlier in, in, in the interview thing. He was in the final cast. And Roy and I that weekend also become very good friends and still are today. And very good friends. More like brothers today. And we was friends then. But the first five years that we he was a field rep in Michigan or state rep. And when, at the big hunts, him and I would get paired together as measuring committee or you know, whatever, uh, sitting on questions committee. Well, every time I'd walk up to a big hunt, he'd say, here comes old shorty. So it, again, it made me so proud that they didn't know my name, but they damn sure knew dad's <laughs> and shorty's name. You know what I mean? And, oh, well. and I, I, I still rib him about it today. I said, it took you five years to figure out my name was Jeff, four letters. <laughs> I mean, you called me Shorty for five years. <laughs> but, you know, that's – and that means a lot to, me, to my whole family and uh, because Shorty put us on the map mm-hmm. and Shorty carried the name a lot stronger than us going out there where them guys win big. It was about the dog, which – Dad and I wanted to be about from day one. Mm-hmm. So then we get into it. Todd Morgan calls me and said, they start the incentive fund mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Beagles, which they was already doing in Coonhouse. And he's like, Jeff, why don't you employ nominate Shorty? My name wasn't even on Shorty's papers. It was just Dad's. Right. <laughs> and anyway, why don't you uh, nominate Shorty for the incentive fund? You got pups out of him winning everywhere. And I said, Todd, look, Dad told me when we started competition and we decided we was going to stay in it, mm-hmm. it wasn't about the money. It was about the friendships, the mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. The competing, and the fairness. Because we both work hard. Dad's made big money all his life, and I was doing pretty well in my life. We are different people at work than we are in the field. We're out in the field to have fun, to teach, to encourage, to enjoy we work to make a living. I hear you. We don't want to chase the almighty dollar mm-hmm. or we will start hating our hunts or it will cause you to do things that wasn't in our plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, to, and to today, 
That was a roll dad laid down. He had it in our kennels, and it stayed there. And and I still don't go compete for the big money hunts and this and that. You know, I compete in some, but if I make it all about the money, he said it will change you and it will change us because then nobody will like us. A wise, we a wise man. And I think <laughs> he knew all this, and and I really feel it in my heart. There was no two men more respected all over the United States in the bigger world through the United Kennel Club than me and him. And I can't say we would have been that if we had chased a dollar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and then Todd Morgan calls me again a few weeks later and says, well, I want you to know just what you're missing. If Shorty is the n- number one producing at the time uh-huh. stud dog that's not gaining a dollar. <laughs> I'm like, hey, thank you, sir. That makes me feel good. Uh, because we wasn't out breeding, selling pups, giving them to competition hunters or whatever. We bred to give to a few friends, and most of our pups that we didn't keep went to gun hunters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shorty was bred and had 53 pups on the ground. And out of the 53 pups, there was 27 title dogs. And 20 out of the 27 was dual titled. So at his stud rate, he was producing right at 50%. Wow. And and probably the other 30 to 40% went to gun hunters that never field trialed. Mm-hmm. So I'm still very proud of that today. I look at that all the time. Yeah. And I measure dogs I'm breeding today mm-hmm. against it. So... Even though Dad and I, more Dad than me, said Shorty never produced another Shorty, but he sure produced a lot of winners when you look at a 50% rate. Absolutely. And I know, I know hounds out there in the Hall of Fame Beagle World right now that's got four and 500 pups on the ground and 100 champions. Wow. So when you ask me which one I'd rather have a dog out of, I'm going to say, let's go find those Shorty, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and and that's something we prided ourselves in. Yeah, this is a fantastic story. I would I didn't even really exactly know how this where we were going today. Uh, you know, I kind of had some things in mind about what we'd talk about, um, but I I didn't know all of that about Shorty. I certainly knew who you know what the dog was, and and I know I've heard you guys talk about him a lot. But uh, boy, this is fantastic history. And yeah, and, I, I, and, and and I know you didn't have. Uh, and I know we're going to wrap up here because yeah. I can't possibly get everything no. I want out of you in one in one interview. So I'm going to have to. Not doing it as long as I've done it. <laughs> I've got to have you back many times to cover but different things. The last part about Shorty, yeah. uh, back in nine, uh, I mean, or mid two thousands, Dave McBave, which is working for Purina, uh Dog Food right now, big big guy there. Dave's won the world championship three or four times. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Dave would write a lot of stories about Beagles in the American Beagler or better Beagling back in them days, uh, mm-hmm. like you do in the Coon House. Mm-hmm. Well, the story I just told you about how, where Shorty come from and how it all started, he wrote a story on my dad through my words. Wow. And that, everything I told you, I've got magazines 
that go back to mid 2000s with that story in it it's just a fantastic story i mean uh, just how you got the dog in the first place yep. to, to you know it just really launched your kennel the uh, the my goodness the reproducing the balance that he had not only in himself but he reproduced that in his pups uh all, oh, yeah. the, all the winning just what a fantastic story so i want to end on 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 one last thing and it's kind of you've been a, you've won at the highest level i mean i i we just talked about shorty and and when we have you back we'll talk about some of the other hounds you've been in the world that world finals cast i don't know how many times jeff do you, do you know we've got six uh top fours wow I, and I, we probably got around 10 top tens wow i that's that's uh that that's pretty strong my friend so yeah. you you know what it takes to win uh you in, in these competitions you you understand what kind of hound it takes to win and here's here's how i want to end it if, if there's somebody out there that's interested in uh in competition uh field trials what what are a few of the traits that are the most important what what do you look for in that hound that that's oh in the hound yeah in the The hound that's going to help them win number one's got to be hunt Mm -hmm. hard hunt number two that dad and i prided ourselves in was honesty Mm -hmm. of the mouth don't mean that you won't take a minus. Every dog will from time to time. But you want a high percentage of when that dog opens, that rabbit is on its feet and moving. Because mm-hmm. you're running against a time clock, not just, oh, we'll get it up in a minute, you know, or mm-hmm. pleasure hunting. That was third number one and number two was hunt and honesty and control was number three. We, we want them fast. And, and I'll say it to the day, I'll probably pass away. I'll, I've never owned a dog that I feel like is too fast. I've owned <laughs> dogs that I feel like it can't control their speed. Mm-hmm. So number three is, is control, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, then I love showing, and I love that complete hound. And, uh, you know, I just won – uh, the NHBA shows series with popcorn, Stacey's mm-hmm. Mountain Outlaw mm-hmm. popcorn, which is a grandson of Shorty, which I feel like carries himself a lot. A lot of that blood flowed down. He's a very proud hound, mm-hmm. very hard hunting hound, true mouth, great control. His mama was too, but Bob, you know, long story short, that blood still flows. I'm losing it slowly but surely, mm-hmm. but it's still there. Shorty was so proud, I could put him on a bench and set him and stand and walk away. <laughs> uh, I, I did it at a show one time. I stood him on the bench, and I backed up against the wall. He stood there just like a poster, tail straight up, head straight forward, back level, feet never moved, and the judge looked at me and said, you cocky, you know what, if you don't put your hands on that dog, I'm going to scratch you off the bench. No no wonder your dad loved that dog so much. Yes. (laughs) And dad dad hated shows, Mm -hmm. but he would stand back and – he would smile from ear to ear when mm-hmm. Shorty was on that bench. Or 
we had four or five really good hounds that had that show ability and Alice Shorty and probably the last few pictures I've got of my dad over the last four or five years mm-hmm. was with popcorn where I had won state championships on the bench and normally dad wouldn't even get in a show picture mm-hmm. and uh, cause he was about to hunt and I was about both, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'd call him on weekend and he'd say, how'd you do? Oh, I won this big show. I had 40 dogs. I don't care. How'd you do in the hunt? <laughs> you know, as years went on when he wasn't able to go, mm-hmm. all he cared about was the hunt. <laughs> but he would smile when he'd see his dogs win on the bench. He wouldn't admit it, but I caught him. <laughs> well, well, Jeff, thank you so much for sharing some time with us today. And, and and just sharing your story and giving us some tips even for folks that maybe aren't as familiar with competition hunting on what to look for and i i cannot wait to to have you back to cover some more topics i really can't but thank you again for for spending some time with us well thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity and like i said i want to give all the praise and glory to my dad because he sure guided me in the right direction and i probably uh wouldn't be in the sport uh, if he didn't set these ground rules for us to follow. And here it is 30 years later from 94 to almost 2024, uh, you know, 40 years later. Uh, mm-hmm. And here we are uh, still going by the same air rules, the, the mountain outlaw rules that, it, it, that, that he set forth. And uh, I felt like that's kept great structure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very good well thanks Jeff and uh, and I'm sure we'll be reaching back out to you for next time alright man have a good one thank you thank you thank you for listening to part 2 of our 2 part interview with Jeff Stacy of Stacy's Mountain Outlaw Kennels remember to like us and subscribe if you want to be notified when new episodes are released also you can email your comments and or suggestions for future content to buffintherough at gmail.com I hope you join us next time to talk about once-in-a-lifetime hounds.